I feel like y'all are being way too quiet. Right. Like, very <laughs> delicate so, uh, voices. Yeah. This is going to go like bad. South. This is going to go south. <laughs> We're doing good, how are y'all? She's got rock in her veins, smile on her face, another night of glory. In a life that's turned away Music's playing loud It's the roar of the crowd She's dancing Welcome to our podcast. We'll be sitting down with musicians talking about all the things you want to hear about because we all know the best stories happen backstage. This is Tanya Little, the rendered queen of hearts. And this is Leah Ray, the queen of the silver dollar. And we are Backstage Queens. This did last night is she living in a nightmare or is she chasing a dream? Is it such a privilege to be a backstage queen? Is it such a privilege to be a backstage queen? Hey everybody, thank you for listening into the Backstage Queens podcast. I am Leah Ray. This episode is one of three in a series for the Chad Solon's Last Call celebration. I finally had the pleasure of sitting down with my good friend and co-host, Tanya Little, as you all know as the Red Dirt Queen of Hearts. I've been really, really trying to do this interview with Tanya for quite some time now, and Um, It's just getting together. It's really hard. She has a busy life. She is a business owner for Flow OKC. She also does write-ups for a little Okie Land. And that is her own little website where whatever's going on in Oklahoma, uh, music scene, food scene, whatever scene, you name it. If it's going on in Oklahoma, she usually writes up about it. Also, she does like little sock monkeys. She cooks for everybody. (laughs) As she would like to say, she's the Jill of all trades. And that is one of the reasons why I want to sit down and speak with her. Um, Under the circumstances, though, um, with Chad's passing, it has brought us to this point to where we did get a chance to sit down um, with her because Chad was a very important part in her life. And I want to get her story on how she was introduced to Red Dirt and to Chad. So I hope you all enjoy this. And though, again, thank you all for being so, so patient. Um, It really does mean a lot for me and I know for Tanya. But anyways, so we're going to end off with that. And I hope you enjoy all the episodes. Little Oaky Land. Oh my God! How do you even say that? Little, little Oaky Land. <laughs> Tongue twister. LittleOakyLand.com. Yeah. Did that come first, or what came first? The monkey, the monkey socks, or the sock monkeys? Oh yeah, yeah. I was doing sock monkeys way before I started Little Oaky Land. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started making sock monkeys. Let's see, in like 2008, <laughs> but I didn't start selling them until. Uh, closer to my divorce in 2012 and then I kind of supported us by making sock monkeys and cooking food and selling it you know all those housewife skills Mm -hmm. put to use yeah (laughs) so yeah that definitely came first and then um, what came next um I I had I was writing for Red Dirt Nation and I did a couple pieces for Current Land and I worked for this website called Naked City OKC is how my freelance writing kind of started and I would pitch them ideas and be like, hey, I think this is cool to write about. I want to write about this or I want to write about that. And they were like, yeah, we're not really interested or we're not really interested. So I created Little Oki Land mm-hmm. <laughs> so I could just write about whatever I wanted to write about mm-hmm. and not put myself in a box of any sort. Um, I think it's four years old now um, going on. So it's just my baby. Um, I started Little Oki Land Publishing as well so when my book ever gets finished when it gets finished yeah. i can publish it under my own publishing house little, yeah let's talk little. a little bit about that so you've been working on this book for six years <laughs> six <laughs> years i'm gonna i'm gonna get my shit together i promise 
Um, it's okay, yeah. But it's so much stuff. Like, I have hundreds of hours of interviews, which m- almost all of them are transcribed now. That was a pain of, in transcribing them, because even when you get transcription services that transcribe it for you, you still have to listen and go through it word for word, because, you know, an AI messes everything up, and mm-hmm. that's not what they said, and that's that's not a real word, <laughs> or whatever. So it's it's a time-consuming process to transcribe hundreds and hundreds of hours worth of interviews but I just have some amazing interviews and some amazing stories Mm -hmm. and I really can't wait to get it all together and out to everybody which I always say my hope is blank date and blank date and blank date and that day always comes and doesn't so I'm not giving a date anymore Mm -hmm. I'm just really hoping to find the time to sit down and and piece it all together and be done with it yeah and what's the book called um well you're just gonna have to wait and see (laughs) i just i refer to it as um the um red dirt history but i have a title and i'm gonna get it out there Mm -hmm. you guys will just have to wait (laughs) mystique and mystery and um you have uh, spoken with though with a few interesting people though to create this book haven't you yeah like everybody anybody and everybody i could possibly talk to i have um of course you know the red dirt rangers and um rick riley and you know just all these people and and a lot of them are are not a lot of them but the most interesting ones to me are people um that you don't even know of they're not the ones that made headline news like gene collier who's been in it since the 70s or whatever who actually wrote boys from oklahoma Mm -hmm. um most people don't know him and like i have his story and some of those are just more rich to me than, let's say, the Troubadours, because they've been around forever, which, of yeah. course, I have Kyle Nixon. He's amazing, and I've loved his interview. But um, I feel like the meat and potatoes of it are the people you don't know about, because mm-hmm. I think that's where the, the history gets rich. So. That, that brings me back to um, a post that I saw just not too long ago, where there was um, someone was, oh, what was it? Um, what's that? song called oh gosh and I just lost train of thought but um anyways I can't remember who made the post but along the lines of um I'm happy for this person but who who would be saying it like I just completely <laughs> just lost track I hate when that happens um Toby Keith is the one that came out with it maybe you know the song oh my costy song yes yeah so what is it called is it is it Oklahoma Breakdown? I can't yes, remember which yes. one he did. No, okay. it was Oklahoma Breakdown. Okay. okay. And someone made a post and they said, um, yeah, but Stoney, and they're like, yeah, well, Stoney didn't write that. Right. No. And see, and that's the thing. It's like a lot of people don't realize that a lot of these talented musicians mm-hmm. um, have gotten these songs from you know other songwriters uh, yeah Yeah. that have been around for a long time right they just don't get recognized right Mm -hmm. uh yeah and the funny thing is is you know i i learned of brandon jenkins first before i ever learned of stoney and i had been following and listening to brandon jenkins for forever so when i finally did listen to stoney i was like well that's not his song that's brandon's song that's that's brandon well that's brandon's (laughs) song and so like i was utterly offended yes i know (laughs) not not to say whatever about stoney but i'm like but a lot of people do that they just um borrow each other's songs and and i have some great stories about that about how some of the older guys back in the day skinner and all them would write songs together and then they each would record it and put it on their album and it wasn't like it was my song or your song like songs were like community objects back in the red dirt scene Mm -hmm. in in the beginning um which is kind of neat and so i think that has bled into this time and era of it even like with um with skinner right they a lot of people don't know that he played with Garth Brooks. Right, yeah. And it's just like, when I found that out a couple of years ago, I was like, you're shitting me. Right, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was like, that is badass. And that's all mm-hmm. a picture. Someone posted a picture. And then um, and then when we were at his, or the Gypsy Cafe doing some recordings and stuff, and I remember uh, we were interviewing Tom's brother, Craig. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm standing next to the man who was brothers with the man who was in Garth Brooks Space. Right, and it was the Skinner so, brothers, Mike and yeah. uh, Mike Skinner and Tom Skinner were both in the in Garth's band, or as I like to say, Garth was in the Skinner brothers band. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and and I've gotten to sit down with uh, Mike Skinner and Jeremy Skinner, and we went through 
Tom Tickener's old notebooks, just piles and piles of notebooks of songs he had half written or lyric ideas. And, and that was really cool. I mean, just going through all his old stuff and hearing them talk mm-hmm. about their stories. Of course, I had met Tom Skinner and hung out with Tom Skinner, but this was way before the book idea ever came into being, you know, and he was gone by the time I decided to write a book. So yeah, I had to rely on other people's stories. But mm-hmm. that to me is the, the best part of collecting these stories is just getting to hear them because they're so rich and varied and interesting and neat. And so um, I'm excited about everybody else getting to hear them someday or <laughs> read them. So and, cool. uh, I want to uh, touch base on, because it seems like everyone has a hub. And just real quick with you on what this place means, because I know here recently you spent some time there, but when they say the farm up in Stillwater. Yeah, the farm is mm-hmm. the birthplace of Red Dirt Music. And um, while there were plenty of venues where these singer-songwriters were starting to make their mark um, and, and playing like Willie's and, and all that, uh, they all like would convene at the farm. <clears throat> and so after gigs, they would all come there and around the fire pit, they would play songs and they would like fill it out or they would you know get better or they would swap ideas and so it was like this breeding ground of amazing artists and so that is where it all culminated and started so um that's a big part of the book mm-hmm. and yeah. the, the fact that the farm is still there of course the house isn't there the house burned down so it's just the the garage type area that they've converted to kind of like a little outhouse type thing not outhouse but you know outdoor mm-hmm. house no windows no doors and they do the gypsy cafe stuff there but yeah i got to have my birthday party out there which was a lot of fun yeah, um, yeah. wilma jenkins had never been there which is brandon jenkins mama and i had invited her to come and she did and she brought some of brandon's ashes and she had wanted to um, disperse some in the fire pit but um then we explained the songwriter tree that had just been planted in Chad's honor with his ashes. And so she added Brandon's ashes to that tree. That's so, so special. It was. It yeah. was so cool. And, and I could just picture in my head Chad <laughs> being like, oh, my God, like fangirling. Because not only were they friends, they were friends, but Chad was a big fan of mm-hmm. Brad. And to know that uh, he is there in the final, one of his one of his final resting places is really neat. And so... Yeah. Yeah. So I want to be added to the songwriter. I'm not a songwriter, but somebody take some of my ashes someday and spread me at the farm just just so I can be a part of it all. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to your book because, um, you know, I wasn't really, I was not really in the music scene until like after the Art Vocal Ballroom mm-hmm. dispersed and then we started hanging out more and... Um, then I really got into the red dirt scene and loving it. I just fell in love with it. So I would say that you probably were one of the influences for me because, you know, just being around that and enjoying the music with you. And it just, it's just, it's a different kind of, um, a feeling, especially when you're around people that they all know each other and, and it, I'm still getting to know people. Right. You're and, always going to be getting yeah, to know people. Yeah. And the fact that, um, like, I didn't realize how special the farm was. Yeah. Until like, we went to Gypsy Cafe. The, it is yeah. the place. Like, it is where it all started. And I remember when we had our first interview, I got the laptop out, and we had their mic out mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think we are interviewing, I think Rick was first, and uh, I think mm. Rick, Rick Owens, and then... Um, couple other people we had scott evans and yes uh, yeah brad piccolo and kill um yeah. they were all yeah and brad and they were all standing right there and brad went to the story about the house and everything mm-hmm. he's like actually it was right here right. i'm like we're standing right, right where the house was like <laughs> yeah. right here he's like oh yeah yeah you're, you're probably standing in the bathroom right now mm-hmm. <laughs> so um that was is the very surreal and just um, I can't describe the feeling, and I think I didn't say very much after that. Like I didn't have very much to say because I was just taking it all in. That's sacred and, ground. Yeah, and <clears throat> it's so the when we when they had the uh, benefit for Chad, um, this last one, and then seeing the pictures, like I had to leave because I have like a long drive home, and um, 
I know everyone was going out there, but seeing the pictures. Yeah, it's like church. It's like a, you know, a spiritual. Yeah. Um, communal family like it it means a lot i think to everybody so Mm -hmm. it's a special place for sure yeah so 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 excited to hear your book whenever that does get finished yes it's going to um well let's get into how you did get into the music scene who who what how (laughs) how did it all happen how did it all happen yeah um when i've told this story a bazillion times and we i did it on our pad podcast our podcast <laughs> I, came, I got i just came from the east somehow um, at, or, oh, at grady's we when we sat down with chad i told this story and i've written about this story on little loki land um several times but um i hate to do overkill but what it was is i just went to um the tumbleweeds i'd never been there i don't even know if i'd ever been to stillwater i really like gretchen wilson like I just loved gretchen wilson back mm-hmm. in the day and she was coming to tumbleweeds and so me and two of my girlfriends bought tickets and we went and the opening band uh, came on and I had never heard of them and it was Chad the last call coalition and from like the first song the whole set I was just blown away and in my mind they were a national touring act that was on tour with Gretchen you know I mm-hmm. had no idea that we even had such a great music scene or that, that we I didn't even know any of that existed at mm-hmm. all um and this was back in 2010 so it's not like it was that long ago I mean you know 11 years but still um and so I googled them when I got home and I was like oh they're from Stillwater and oh they're playing classics and next week which classics is a little dive bar here in Oklahoma City so I messaged them I friended them I sent them a message and was like hey I love what I saw I'm gonna come check you out um and I got to classics and it's a tiny little dive bar like they play in this tiny little corner like there's not even a stage really so Mm -hmm. there weren't a ton of people there uh, and me and my husband at the time and my friend that had gone with the aggression went and I walked in and Chad just walked right up and was like, hey, darling, are you Tanya? Nice to meet you. And just gave me a big old hug. And like, that was my introduction. <laughs> and, I, like, to, um, and I couldn't get enough. Like every time they played anywhere near me, I went. Um, and uh, my my now ex-husband was not a fan at all. And my friend Jamie just kind of, <laughs> she was not really a fan at all. She just kind of went with me the first couple times. And so yeah. I didn't know anybody, but that totally did not stop me. Like I went to every show. And so soon it was like seeing the same faces at every show. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably the first two years, I only went to Chad Sullivan shows. That's it, because I was a stay-at-home mom. I was married. I only got to go out like once a month. And mm-hmm. so like... If somebody played with them or opened with them or if they opened for somebody, then I I got to see more. But really, it was just them for a good solid two years. Um, but they, from day one, were like, oh, you can sit with us, sit with the band, you know, come backstage, hang out with us, because I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And they always treated me like a friend and not just a fan. Like, they knew me and they learned about me and they, you know, asked about me and... So we just got to be really good friends. Like, I got invited to their kids' birthday parties. They came to my birthday parties. Like, you know, Alicia and Presley became very important people in my life and mm-hmm. my daughter's life. And, like, um, as soon as I got divorced and I suddenly got more free time, I started seeing other people, um, not just them. And that's when I started going to the Arbuckle Ballroom more. I didn't just go for Chad shows. Like, mm-hmm. I went for anybody. And that's, that's where we met. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would just go to all the shows and... Just the more shows you go to, the more you learn, and it's just like a domino effect. And yeah, I loved it. I loved all the people I met, and but I always credit Chad. Chad is the whole reason I found it. He's the whole reason I'm here. You know, I have this video that I've shared several times where he's on stage and he's like, uh, "My life impacted her life. Her life impacted my life. She's writing a book, and I better <laughs> fucking be in it." He says, and I'm like, "You will, you will." But it's true. He, he like his whole. He changed everything about my life. He changed the music I listened to. He changed my whole friend scene. Like, I still have friends before that, but I got Kind of just open your eyes to Right, I got a whole new... And some of those friends that I've met along the way in the Red Dirt scene, like you, and I mean, some of them... Yeah, because if it wasn't for Chad, you wouldn't have went to the Arbuckle Ballroom, and I I wouldn't have met met you, and then we wouldn't be doing this. Right, I wouldn't have met anybody. I wouldn't have started writing for Red Dirt Nation. I wouldn't have decided to write a book about the history of Red Dirt. I wouldn't have... Like, it was a domino effect. Like, he completely changed my whole life, and so I've always credited him. Like, without him, I would have none of this, like, at all whatsoever. Right, yeah. he is near and dear to my heart. Yeah, and what... What you would you say, like, one of the 
I know you said there's always in a, a video or something, your Facebook post, you said there's always a song that you, you would request. Broken Wings, yeah. Yes. I, I would just, um, st- I started requesting it early. Like, it's probably one of the most saddest songs. <laughs> it <laughs> and is. He, and he would hate playing, and he's like, great to be a party killer, Tanya. I can't play that. It's going to bring everybody down. And, like, he'd make fun of me for requesting it. But it was my favorite song, and it never failed. Like, every time I went, I requested it. And, <laughs> and it got to be where when I would show up, he would be like, and he he just talked to me from stage, and he always had a way of making me feel like the most important person in the room. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, Tanya, what do you want to hear? And then he was like, never mind, I already know. And then he got to the <laughs> where he didn't even ask me anymore. He's like, playing this for Tanya. <laughs> and so it evolved through the years. But um, but yeah, he knew exactly what song it was, and I agree. Just another Sunday morning Getting over last night Probably should go save my soul Probably should go see the light It's just another pretty face Lying next to me It's just another empty bottle On top of my TV no, I could use somebody to show me the way. Maybe that same somebody helps me find my yesterdays. And this is how my world goes round and round. Every day the same old thing. Keep my eyes up to the sky now, babe It's hard to fly with broken wings She wanted things I couldn't give her No, I couldn't make her believe Doing fine now, out on her own I guess she couldn't do that with me You keep your head up in a cloud, she said Stop hanging on the dream Couldn't imagine a better place to be But it's hard to fly with broken wings And this is how my world goes round and round Every day the same old thing Keep my eyes up toward the sky now, babe But it's hard to fly with broken wings It's hard to fly with broken wings I can't get my feet off the ground Wish I knew where I was headed Wish I knew if I was lost or found This is how my world goes round and round Every day the same old thing Keep my eyes up to the sky now, babe But it's hard to fly with broken wings It's hard to fly with broken wings
video where he's like, I just want to let you know there are 177 videos of me singing this on YouTube, and she's recorded every one. <laughs> yep, you're welcome. Yep, it's almost like uh, when you post your time time hops or timeline uh-huh. stuff, yeah. and it's just like, broken wings, broken wings, <laughs> broken wings. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I loved all their music, but yes. that one just, I loved. And then when the Last Call Coalition broke up, and he went pretty much solo. I mean, he had the 10W30 for a little while, too. But mm-hmm. he mostly after that, he was a solo act. And so he only played, like, he didn't play the rockin' songs anymore. So that one fit the bill of his acoustic shows. <laughs> like, I didn't hear it much when, just every now and then when he was in the band. Because that wasn't a really a big band song. But mm-hmm. when he became more solo, he played it all the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you talked about uh, becoming... Well, you are best friends with uh, Alicia and, right, and your daughters, both Alicia and Chad's daughter, Presley's good friends. Yeah, they've known each other since they were little bitty, and, like, we've been hanging out with them, and they went to Rock Camp for Girls together, and they've written songs together, and, like... Oh, my gosh, this last time, didn't they say they wrote a song at your birthday? Yeah, at my birthday yes. party, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's Hold Me As The World Burns Down, and let me tell you, I can't wait yeah. for them to, like, record it and... and because I know they will. Yeah, but. I think I saw that on Presley's page or something, and she she posted the title. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, and, and I think I, I texted you at one point in time. I said, "How old is Presley?" Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like twelve, and so yeah. it's it's crazy. But yeah, they've known each other since they were single digits. So like, yeah, you know, and they're they're close. And that's so amazing that they both have a musical talent. Absolutely, like they both yeah. are very talented in the music. They are and. Um, Starla, just her voice is so unique. It's amazing. She doesn't believe me because I'm just her mom. Yeah. But, you know, but I'm telling you, from the day she was born, she was singing, and like the raw talent that she has that she doesn't even realize she has yeah. is just amazing to me. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, I can't sing. I will, but it will be completely off tune. <laughs> <laughs> like, off note. I have no musical ability other than the fact that I just love music. And so my kids are musical, and that. That makes me happy. Yeah. So. Um, Which she helped you out at the benefit. She and did. She I really did. didn't, at the time, I I mean, I know she's shy. Oh, she's painfully shy. Yeah. And I <laughs> I don't know why at the time I didn't register that at yeah. that moment because, um, you know, hanging out with her and right. standing there, she, she was very, like, comfortable. She looked very yeah, comfortable. She did well. She and really then, did um, well. while we went to go um, interview, you know, um, Chad's um, former van, mm-hmm. and, and you asked her to hold down the fort, you yeah, know. she held it down. Didn't click on me, like, click to me, like, she has an issue. Yeah, with strangers <laughs> with, with talking. Strangers. And everybody <laughs> came to talk to her. She sold tickets. She yeah. explained things. And so you posted that, like, I don't wish, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is right. Her daughter yeah. is, like, super shy. Right. And we were just like, here, hold down the fort. Yeah. We'll be right back <laughs> yeah. an hour later. <laughs> Hi, Starla. Yeah. yeah, if you meet her in the context of our own home, which I think you have before, like, she's not like that. Like, she's in her own mm-hmm. element. She's comfortable. But you get her out with a bunch of strangers, and she doesn't want to talk. She doesn't want people yeah. to approach her. You know, she She's, she's an introvert, and so, yeah, I was super proud of her that day, and she, she was mm-hmm. like, all these people kept coming up and telling yeah. me that they love you, and I don't even know who they are. They're all strangers. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, but yeah, they she, feel like they know you because of my Facebook post. They've been, you know, they've yeah. been following Starla's life for the last two yeah. years. They know you, Starla. Yeah. And she's like, that's so creepy. I don't know them. <laughs> Everywhere we go, and I take her, they're like, oh, I know you, Starla. And she's like, oh, I hate when people say that. And everybody says it, and I'm like, I'm sorry. A true artist. Sorry. <laughs> Everybody knows you because I'm post-happy and I share everything about you because yeah. I love you. Yeah. She, <laughs> so. she fits perfectly into the, the yeah. musician artist. Like, the don't, pa- don't talk to me. Don't talk to <laughs> me. <laughs> Stay away. Yeah. I'm hoping, do my she, thing. Yeah. I'm hoping she gets out of that and, like, gets some more confidence in herself and her ability so that she can play live and get out there. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Well, um, let's get back to, I want to touch base on, again, the farm um, there was a YouTube video going around, and I guess I just never seen this one. I don't know if you saw it, but with Chad, he was at the farm. Yeah, they did an interview with him. Yes, yeah. um, who I can't remember who. Shoot, I'm not prepared when. Yeah, I don't know. But there's someone who did a full like little YouTube actual really good video. Right. Yeah, it's awesome. It's out there. Um, but yeah, he did an interview and he talked about how. Um, the Gypsy Cafe was everybody coming together and 
and um, the very first one before it was an actual thing. But when Bob Childers first died and everybody was in mm-hmm. so much pain and they all came to um, share in that at the farm and how magical that was. And he and he said, you know, when I go, that's what I want. And so that's kind of a haunting thing, yeah. you know, after the fact that, that so that's what we gave him. You know, that's mm-hmm. what we wanted to do for him. Yeah, I remember whenever um, he first got sick. I say sick. He had, he had first... he's always had heart issues. Well, going back to the ball, remember, they held a benefit for him. Right, yeah. Um, well, he had his first heart attack, I think it was 2014, or, yeah, I think that's when it was. Um, it was before the Last Call Coalition disbanded, he had his mm-hmm. first heart attack, and that was scary. We didn't know what that was going to mean for him and his career and, and everything, but he seemed to, you know, bounce back fairly quickly. Um, but he, you know, was supposed to be taking it easy and not uh, not living such a hard life. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I'm not sure, was very um, very accommodating to him. <laughs> but um, He took it easy for, like, what, a year? Yeah, probably. Maybe. 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 <laughs> maybe. Um, and I'm sure he made uh, plenty of lifestyle changes. But, yeah. But then, of course, you know, then he had a, it was uh December, January? January. I can't even remember. I'm so bad with things. I, went, I think it was... <clears throat> yes, when it ran there. I went to the show in Mustang the night before it happened. Then I hadn't gone to a show in a long time, and I didn't even tell him I was going. I just showed up, and I walked in the door, and he was like, oh, it's the famous Tanya Little. <laughs> and, like, he would always give me shit. He was like, you used to just be a fan, and now you're more famous than me. And I'm like, that's not true. Um, but that's the way he would be, and I got to come, and... And everybody was talking over him and not really interested in the music. And so that was kind of disappointing because it was a full bar. It was just crowded and packed and people were talking. And so he got on stage and he was like, you know, you're the only person in this room that matters. What do you want to hear? And I was like, (laughs) it's just stuff like that. That was like, made me feel like I'm the most important person in the room. So he always did that. He always made me feel like I was in special and important. And In return, I'm sure you made him feel that way because you were very, you know, with your phone, you know, your, oh, yeah, your song, like, I'm gonna, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you do he would, your part in promoting. <laughs> he would sing songs for, for years, he would sing songs, and he would mess up, and when he messed up, he would immediately <laughs> look at me with this little smile on his face, and then, uh, and I'd be like, give him that little scolding tisk tisk look, and then, like, it would be this moment, because, and then afterwards, he was like, there's only two people in this place that know I screwed that song up, one's me, one's her, yeah. <laughs> like, because I'd be singing along, and I'm like, oh, wait, wait, I got the words right you didn't <laughs> like so yeah but um but yeah i went to that show and then it was the next day he had his uh, torn aorta and they uh you know fixed him up and that was scary too we weren't sure if he was gonna make it so yeah and then he, i think he got covid in the yeah he got covid in the pneumonia and we're like oh shit you know? i know i think it was alicia and i were like well if he could survive all that he's gonna live forever yeah. <laughs> like he but, it yeah. was crazy. It was crazy. I know um, when that all that was going on, and they had they held a benefit for him then, and yeah. that was a good turnout. Yeah, um, it definitely was. It was good, and it just goes to show. Like I think he didn't you say he even said like I don't like was kind of shocked of how how much love he received. Right. I and, don't think anybody's expecting that. Yeah. You know? and so I think it blew him away how many times we all came together in, in different ways and raised mm-hmm. money for him. So. Yeah. And he was very, <clears throat> I would say, humble about it. Yeah. He was appreciative. Yeah. Definitely. In his own way. Yeah. Because I don't know Humble <laughs> and Chad ever go together with those words. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like, he, well, I mean, <laughs> there was a picture of him I saw with him flipping off the camera. So, <laughs> yeah. it's like, thank you. Uh-huh. There's the finger. <laughs> yeah, that was just his signature. Like, that was yeah, just his, his MO. Yeah, for people who didn't know that, that was, like, his signature. Right. There's the finger. <laughs> it's just the punk rock that was still left in them from the early days. Yeah. Yeah. And then... We were very fortunate to have, uh, you know, that interview with him. My Grady's, yeah. Which would have, again, I think I I wrote in a post that, you know, we would have never had if it wasn't for you to know him because, I mean, I had right before then just started, I don't know, showing up here and there, you know, to shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I guess I you could say I was, I was shy to even say hey I'm Tanya's friend you know I just show up and right. watch the show and then leave right <laughs> and so 
you know, um, I think I was even a little shy then when we did the interview. Yeah. I think I can kind of tell. I, was, I had my piece of paper and I had mm-hmm. notes. I never had notes. And um, I think it was funny because Tanya would be like, I don't know why she write, writes notes. She's like, I don't write notes. I just go with it. Like, <laughs> no, I have to have notes. Like, in my eyes, I was just a little starstruck. That and Grady. I mean, Grady. Yes. Like, yeah, both of them combined. Right. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to talk about I had, yeah. <laughs> I had the leg up because, you know, I've met Grady a thousand times at Grady's and, and I had also had a long sit down interview with him before for the book. So like, it was just like sitting down with friends to me. <laughs> so yeah. I had a little bit of a leg up on yeah. you. Not so me. I, no. I get it. I get it. Cause I was, you know, I was starstruck all in the very beginning. So and, I mean, um, like it goes back from, I first saw Chad, um, our book of ballroom mm-hmm. and several times and I remember there was some times where I was told no we're going because he ain't hanging out with Chad and his band <laughs> and I'm like that yes sir okay mm-hmm. let's go yeah. <laughs> so you know um there was some videos that I think you found or whatever that at the Arbuckle Ballroom. And after hours. Yeah, we took after the most hours. ridiculous inter- <laughs> video. Yeah. I always took videos. I have been guilty of that since I was a teenager. Which is way amazing. Before I love it now. Like, I have yeah. stuff from years ago. But I love it now that I took all those videos of all along the way with my chat adventures. Because yeah. you never know when love it. they will become memories. And, you know, one of those, he's like, Tanya, I'm going to need you to delete everything you just <laughs> recorded. I was like, oh, yeah, stopping it right now. You see how well I listen. Yeah. <laughs> He already knew. He knew me well enough by then. That was years then. Yeah. So. He did treat us like queens, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what do you girls want? What do you, what right. do you want to drink? Um, and he would go get it and bring uh, it. Right. And He was super respectful. I know he <laughs> he doesn't really have a reputation for being super yeah. respectful. But I have to say, as a female in, um, in the thick of it, you know, uh, early on, you know, I was married for the first two years. I hung out with him, and not, you know, nobody was ever inappropriate. Nobody ever um, was disrespectful toward me. Um, mm-hmm. They would make jokes about how everybody assumed I was a groupie because I was always backstage, or you know, and I would say, well, I, you know, I'm really good friends with all the wives, and you'll notice groupies like they are here sometimes, and sometimes they're not invited backstage, and sometimes <laughs> they disappear, and they're I'm always there. Yeah. I'm always there because. You know, I'm friends, you know, it's not like that. And so... It was a very mutual respect. Right. And so from day one, though, like, that didn't... I mean, it got stronger over the years. But from day one, him and all those guys were extremely respectful of me and um, who I was as a person and never treated me just like as some chick, you know, at the bar. (laughs) Yeah. But but he was. He did treat us very well as queens. and Yeah. And I think there's one other time I just now remembered... Um, Wormy Dog Saloon. Uh, I want to say it was his last show, but I showed up. I had just went, I was, was traveling back from somewhere, and I was like, oh, Tanya's at that show. I think it's their last show. I'm going to go see it, you mm-hmm. know. So I popped in, and I, there was, oddly enough, I'm not going to get into the big story, but there was some man who followed me from my previous destination i didn't say he followed me i mean it was just weird how you both went to the same place yeah we were randomly yeah it was weird and i remember telling you i was like oh my gosh this guy and he i mean it was really eerie and so i was like scared and you're like well come on as a woman it can be scary because yeah a lot of people don't don't act right right and (laughs) i I remember you saying like and chad had got done playing i was like i gotta go you're like well come backstage you know Mm -hmm. and then chad was like come on you know and i'm like I really got to go. <laughs> like, yeah. and I, I told it, but just the, that he, you know, he could see that mm-hmm. when someone's in distress right. and in, it was like, come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leave now, you know? Right. And so, um, but then, you know, even at Grady's, it's, it's always almost like he looked after us, right. you know, when yeah. we were standing there, like, mm-hmm. just make sure we're okay. Mm-hmm. And, and like, yeah, I'm with Tanya, you know? <laughs> I always yeah. had this shirt that I had that, that instead of I'm with the band, it said the band is with me. Yeah. <laughs> I joke. Like, you know, because he's always like, you're more famous than I am. I'm like, that's right. The band is with me. You're with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm humble. <laughs> Everybody knows me. <laughs> no, that's not I true, write but... about you. <laughs> yes. Right. 
But yeah, it was it was a good interview. And like, um, if you guys haven't heard it, um, it was one of our last couple of interviews before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Um, because COVID was that very next year. And we really didn't do too much um, the rest of 2019. I think no. one other episode. It was hard. Remember. Everything went yeah. into lockdown and mm-hmm. shows weren't happening. So we were super excited when the Delhi show popped up and we were able to do our first one again after yeah. like a year. And you know what? And that Delhi show, and the, this is the weirdest, oddest thing. Like that was right after um, Chad had his surgery. Mm-hmm. And I remember... Um, there was a spot in the episode that I had cut out. Um, I don't know why I just did. Um, and there was a, a spot where you were like, and you know, when Chad gets on his feet, you know, and I, I kind of kicked myself in the ass because we're cutting it out. Yeah. Cutting it out. And also because I guess, I don't know if we just didn't make that effort to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, he had so many, I don't know, like the missed opportunities right. to, because life is so short. You just don't know because we thought after he recovered, right? Man, like you said, yeah. um, Yulisha said, if you if you're gonna beat pneumonia in COVID, right, you're gonna be around forever. Yeah, yeah. I got to go to the show shortly before um, all of it happened, but there were like he. I knew he was going to the farm, and I knew he was playing with um, Brian White. And I'd actually asked Brian if I could ride with him to that show, and and he said he was coming from somewhere else, so I couldn't, and I didn't want to drive all that way by myself and back. And then I was thinking of going to the farm, but I had an old schooler friend who was in town, and I hadn't seen her in a couple years, and she was having a family reunion, and it was stormy that night, so I was like, I'll just see him next time. But you never realize the next time's not coming, and I had hired him for July 10th to play a private party for a friend of mine, so I thought, oh, I'm just going to see him in a couple weeks anyway. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, but but you don't know, and so you never know. So go to the show. Go to the show. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you don't always know there will be a next time. You yeah. Know? So I mean, and, and that goes with like Brandon Jenkins too. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think the last time I took my son Tyler to see him at the Blue Door, mm-hmm. you actually were the one yeah. that because I was like, I don't know, Tanya, because you're like, are you gonna go to the Blue Door? Like, <laughs> because you weren't going to go. And I'm like, well, she ain't going. I don't know if I might. You're like, no, you should go. You should take Tyler. It'd be yeah. fun. Because I think I had an extra ticket. And I was like, yeah. And, um, and and Tyler just fell in love with Brandon. I think it's because he saw him for the first time mm-hmm. live. And um, he's, you know, and Brandon was very, like, at the end of the show, at the blue um, door, just talking to Tyler and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and it wasn't too long after that that mm-hmm. Brandon had issues, and yeah. I was like, oh, I my never, God. You never know? knew. Like, I knew he was going into surgery, and I talked to him two nights before surgery. I have a, uh, a recorded interview with him. I have several recorded interviews with him for my book, but I, I was writing a, an article about his newest um, album, and so I called him two nights before his surgery, and we were talking, and, and he, he was talking about how scared he was, and he, he kept saying things like, you know, if I make it through. And in my head, none of that even registered. I'm like, whatever, you're going to be fine. Like, it never even mm-hmm. dawned on me that he wouldn't be fine. P- lots of people had that surgery. Lots of people were fine. So that one was hard, too. Like, really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's because it goes back to the whole, you just never know. Yeah, you never know. I mean, and, and then, like, you know, you're kicking yourself in the ass. And I'm glad, like, you're like, you should just go. Just go. Yeah, just go. And I'm glad I did. But, I mean, like with, with Chad, and, you know, after he had several shows lined up mm-hmm. before all that. And, you know, you, it, my whole reasoning of, and I'm sure everybody else is, I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. I don't have the cash. Right. Um, I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's too far. Reason, right? yeah. And that's my thing. It's too uh-huh. far. It's too far because, I mean, in a lot of times it is too far. But to have the memory. Right. I almost didn't go to that show in Mustang the night before he had his second heart issues. Um, and I even posted it. I was like, man. Mustang is so far away, and it doesn't even start till nine, and I'm tired. And somebody, Seth Riley, was like, uh, 
what the hell? Get your ass up and go to that show. And Dylan Stewart was like, that is not the Tanya I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I used to drive hours, and it didn't matter what time, but I was like, am I getting old? <laughs> like, and, and I went, and I'm really glad I did. Yeah. Like, I'm really glad I did. But but it's easy to talk ourselves out of it at mm-hmm. not going. Yeah, very. In One of my favorite Brandon Jenkins memories is he had he would message me when he got to town or was coming and, and saying, hey, I'm playing in Oklahoma. Are you going to come? And he had done that once, I think it was 2014, 2015, I'm not sure. He must have, are you going to come to my show at the Blue Door? And I was like, I got the kids, and um, I really don't have the money to go. And he was like, all right, Tanya, plus three, and you're now on the, on the guest list. You don't have any excuses right. now. And so me and my three kids went, and like Starla was itty-bitty and rolled up with two teenage boys and a little... <laughs> seven-year-old or whatever <laughs> all on the list like we were on the door and, but I love that he was like whatever you got kids and you can't afford it here you're all get in for free and yeah it was really cool yeah and memories like that mm-hmm. just gosh I mean I still have a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that that Chad is really on I think there's parts of me that are in denial like he's just out on the road I'm gonna see him again and if I really stop to think about it like it just seems so weird like what do you mean he's not here anymore like it, like my brain just doesn't comprehend and mm-hmm. so I think that that it makes you question your own mortality and you think well what if I were to be gone tomorrow you know what would I want to be different well then I better start doing it now because yeah. and do you find yourself listening to his music more I did it first which is funny because you know I couldn't listen to Brandon's music for a long time like any time I heard his Same. voice it just it tore me up. And I don't know it took, why. I don't either. Like, I couldn't do it. I would have to change it, and I would just mm-hmm. get welled up. But that wasn't the same for Chad. Like, I started listening to it instantly and, like, listened to every little bit I could, and it it still doesn't it doesn't make me sad. Or, and I don't know why. I don't know what the difference is. Um, you know, it's weird. It's, like, um, it's comforting. <laughs> I, I notice, like, I don't know if you notice this, but, like, I listen to Chad all the time didn't really post much about it because I'm right. always posting about other artists. Right. I just assume everybody knows who everybody, Chad is. Yeah, like, you know, like, right. you know mm-hmm. who Chad is. And right. so in my stories, I always post about maybe people that people haven't heard of, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Again, kick myself in the ass because mm-hmm. uh, I think on the way to Stillwater, uh, two hours of straight chat. Mm-hmm. Just straight chat. Well, I'd always but. listen to him. He's in. He's hev- He's heavily in my rotation. I've always listened to him every year. And I think I had posted that... That even this December, you know, Spotify puts out your top artists of who you listen to the most. And he was still on it. He's been on it every year since I've met him. And and I sent him a text and was like, look, you're still on my top listens all these years (laughs) later. Like, he's never left. So I I did listen to it, I think, a lot in the first, you know, few weeks of just straight Chad. But now he's, you know, he's just a part of my everyday regular listening. Like, he -hmm. he always has been, though. Yeah. Yeah, it hasn't changed for you. Right. It's always been in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of December, Chloe Beth. Oh, my goodness. I know. I, I first heard her do that song at the benefit we had for him in Stillwater after his, his heart issues where we were raising money for his medical expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just floored me. And that song, anyway, and I had made this big, long post then about it, um, I remember, like, I, I was a terrible point in my marriage and I had driven to Walmart to go shopping or something and that song was on and I sat in the parking lot of Walmart and just cried that entire song that because it's it you know it says somebody please come rescue me mm-hmm. and that's what I was feeling I was like god somebody please come rescue me and so when I heard her and, I, and he doesn't play that song much anymore like that's his older stuff mm-hmm. and I hadn't heard anybody do that song and she played it there and man I just felt all those emotions of that one day a decade ago mm-hmm. like flooding back and it's crazy how music can do that but she nailed that song and so when she played it at the last call celebration it was just amazing she she is such a talented young lady and she's got her such a good head on her shoulders she is going to do amazing things yes yeah. we heard her a couple weeks prior i think it was wasn't a couple weeks or a month ago we went on the <laughs> showboat so weird <laughs> yeah show we saw chris blevins and chloe yeah. beth yeah on the art of the flow and oh my gosh I, I just i fall in love with her voice every freaking time and when she pulled out that i was mm-hmm. like 
someone picked this girl up. Like, yeah, it's just like a hidden talent. So Chloe Beth, go yeah. check her out. And Chad was a big proponent of getting her onto the Gypsy Cafe, and like, yeah. Um, yeah. she talks about how she was just a kid, and her mom would go to his shows, and he would sing her to sleep. Like her mom would put her on mm-hmm. speakerphone and be like, "Chad, play the song to her," and she would be sung to sleep. So he was a very important. Um, player in her musical yeah. career too. I really wish we had gotten the interview with her that day, maybe down the down the line, mm-hmm. down the road. Sometime. Yeah, there were so many people there; it was hard to catch everybody. Yeah. But I know in my last call celebration review, I wrote that the two that stuck out to me, and there were tons of songs being played by everybody, and lots of Chad songs, and everybody did an amazing, mm-hmm. amazing time. But that that one was one that stuck really out to me. And then Ben McKenzie missing mm-hmm. you. Uh, and I love that it's oh like gosh. it's the next generation. These guys are yes. in their twenties, you know, and so it's like the next generation. They're handing the torch down to these guys. And Ben McKenzie's also mm-hmm. another hidden little treasure. Yeah, absolutely, he's amazing too. And I love that we have such talent. And it's crazy how much talent we have. Like it should be, you know, the probability of having so many people in one spot that are amazing. It seems like it shouldn't be, but we do. We just have a plethora. I, mm-hmm. I swear it's in the red dirt. It's in the it's in the air. <laughs> it's in our water. It's yeah. just um, we cultivate this culture and it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's endless. And and I think we're talking to Kyle Nix that night and we we're discussing how you know Chad had took a lot of uh up-and-coming musicians underneath his wing mm-hmm. and pushed them up on stage and said, here, yeah. you know, you play. And I, that was it's, it's something about Chad that I liked, you know. Right, but he was doing that in that, because that's what the older generation did, and that's what they did to with him, him. yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's just this perpetual cycle. It's not a me, 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 don't mm-hmm. get up and steal my stage. It's like Tom Skinner was that way and, and Childress was that way. Like, hand him a guitar, play a song, what do you got? And, and so it perpetuates, and so they do it to this generation. That generation's like, well, that's how it needs to be done with the next one, and it just goes down and down and down, and I love that it's still going, and it's not mm-hmm. something that's changed with the, you know, the times And change. that's something that's going to stick with these kids. Right. Because they're going to remember that. Yeah. And, and then they will pass it down, right. and they'll remember it. Yeah. And hopefully, you know. Hopefully it goes on forever, and it doesn't become some, you know, giant competition I want to say that it's it's something different in Oklahoma than it is in Texas Mm -hmm. Um, definitely the the vibe is different in Texas but of course you're dealing with different musicians that were brought up a different way one thing that kind of irks me and correct me if I'm wrong because you're the one writing the book (laughs) (laughs) but I know somebody I'm not gonna name names I do know the name but I'm not gonna name (laughs) said that red dirt started in texas no and i'm like no no you know how hard hard it was for me to not comment and like excuse me and i was gonna tag you in that like calling a little yeah i've gotten into lots of social media arguments about oh my gosh um, about the difference of red dirt and And i'm not from oklahoma originally right i'm from california and that's still the yeah yeah now our guys did break out and go to texas and that's really when things took off like we would be nowhere without Texas so I give them credit right, where credit right. is due it's not like I'm saying that they're less no. or, uh, they're just different we're cousins maybe on the same tree but right. we are not the same and we can um, be lumped in the same family tree but we can't be lumped as the same exact thing the root of it all is right. what gets me it's like you can't say this no. root grew in Texas no it, now it flourished <laughs> in Texas yes, like we needed yes. Texas uh, and it's what people was it not too long it was like a year or so ago someone said that turnpike troubadours were red dirt Texas I'm like you are like <laughs> fucking kidding me right I, I who wrote into, this <laughs> I get into lots of arguments and I will be the first to admit that I am an Oklahoma snob and I am sorry but if you are not from Oklahoma you cannot be red dirt yes red I'm gonna dirt. make this known that I don't know how many times I try to get Tanya to use a, a couple of Texas people she's I'm like not, um I'm not against Texas she, she I goes, like no Texas she's artists. not but she goes um yes but let's Let's look at these other musicians here in Oklahoma. And I'm like, okay. I don't have anything against Texas or Texas musicians. What I argue about is that we're 
red dirt means literally to me it means oklahoma red dirt means oklahoma right. so mm-hmm. when you call somebody red dirt texas you're saying oklahoma texas yes which doesn't make any sense <laughs> like it literally means to me oklahoma so you can um play americana you can play texas country you can play that whole genre that they're all lumped under but you cannot be red dirt if you're not from oklahoma period like yeah. the end of story and i had this um argument with somebody who wanted me to include somebody Uh, as a red dirt artist but they were from texas and i was like no and they're like who gets to decide who and i was like the person that writes the book gets to decide (laughs) if you feel differently write your own damn book (laughs) but in my book if you are not from oklahoma you do not belong in the history of i can see you type i did (laughs) author is Tanya little I get to decide. Uh, who is the author of this book? Thank you. Okay, and period. And now I have asked Texas and Oklahoma people alike, even when I was back with Red Dirt Nation before I started my own thing, is there a difference? That was one of my favorite questions. Is there a difference between Red Dirt and Texas country uh, and why and why or not? And there is no right or wrong answer. It's all opinion. And it is true. Yeah. It is. It is. I, I say that this is how I feel but it still boils down to it's in my opinion. But in my opinion, this is the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> like this is just sorry. Yeah. Um, there is a big difference between the two. And again, we're on the same family tree. We are cousins. We, you know, we fall in the same family, but we are still different. Yeah. Know? And I think that it should be celebrated. Like I think there's nothing wrong with having Oklahoma pride and in, in celebrating that. And I think there's nothing wrong for having Texas pride and celebrating that. Like you should be proud to have your own thing like it doesn't have to be mixed up you know there's a I love it though when I see when I do see Texas coming together for Oklahoma musicians that's absolutely I I love Texas I I love Texas I love its people Mm -hmm. we would have never been anything without Texas and its radio stations because you know Oklahoma doesn't have that so if our guys Mm -hmm. hadn't broken out Lafave was the first one that branched out, but if he had not had gone and then, you know, Cross Canadian and Brandon Jenkins, they all went out that way. If they had not gone out that way, they probably would have never had um, the notoriety and, yeah. and the success that they did. So Texas deserves all kinds of dues. I love them. I love their people. I love their music. I have nothing bad to say about them. I but. just just will not accept <laughs> that somebody born and raised and been playing in Texas forever is red dirt. It just yeah. goes against every fiber in me. It just is wrong. <laughs> the root is here. <laughs> right. Like, yes. Like, the I tree like, branch went over right. the state line, right. but the root is here. <laughs> I love you guys. I do. But I, you know, it, red so, dirt is Oklahoma. So can we, can we, can I say, can we get a, a Texas artists i'm all for it okay if, if i if, unless i have to go to texas in which case right. i can't guarantee you but yeah i'm all for it great um, let me so let me start like, working my magic <laughs> like courtney Patton, i love her and jason Eady, and, and she's she's up here quite often yeah yeah like i love Eady them too yeah. yeah charlie stout my god i love that man and he's a texas man west texas man like <laughs> like i mean i i have some big mm. Props for Texas artists. Like, I love them. No comment. But they are not red dirt. <laughs> Sorry. Well, um, okay, so I'll get started on that. So whenever, I'll just talk to Kevin Haystack Foster. <laughs> yeah, we he, had him on a timer, yeah, too. We, uh, we're, we're pretty good friends with him, so we'll just talk to him and get, get some of the Texas folks. Yeah, if you were going to be at Diamond Stone, there'd be some Texas folks down there we could have grabbed and done some. I know. There's lots of Texas yeah. people. There's Alabama people. There's uh, Well, if you make it down there and you bring Nashville your stuff, people. you might, you know, we might be able to grab a person. <sighs> I don't know, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted. But then, it, oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> See? My just... <laughs> That's right. Uh, you never know when the last time's going to be. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. You're 100% true. Life is fucking short. And it is. And it seems know. to be, uh, people are dying left and right. And it's, oh my it's gosh. scary. Like every day I see a new post of somebody that has lost somebody, whether it's to the pandemic or a car crash or a heart yeah. attack or a murder. doesn't matter. Like people seem to be dying left and right. And it's scary. You know, your time is, inf- you know, it's not infinite. It's, yeah. you got to use your time wisely. So you're not going to 
be on your deathbed thinking, oh, I'm so glad all those nights I went to bed really super early and got lots of great rest. <laughs> like those, you're going to think, oh my gosh, that one wild and crazy adventure I took was, was amazing and I'm glad that I did That is it. true. So. You know, um, Chad's benefit leaving, seeing his name up on the, mm-hmm. the marquee. The tumbleweeds, and, yeah. yeah, and then having, you know seen the next day the picture of his van sitting in front of right, it Ellie. Ellie yeah it's it's very I don't know it I was very sad but then very happy that you know I was able to make I'm alive to make that trip right. absolutely um and to make the memories and to see and talk with people like the last call coalition i didn't think i would ever get a chance i see them on stage saw them on stage Uh, but i never thought i would get a chance to speak with them and then i remember walking up to you and you're like oh hey you're like this is last call coalition chance i'm like i know who they are (laughs) can we do a vlog can we do an episode now (laughs) i hadn't seen several of those guys in years mike hatley the original drummer i hadn't seen him in a decade which you know so it was really good to see him and jerry stanley who went missing and and (laughs) ran away a few you know five or six years ago like i hadn't seen these guys in so long so that was really that was really special too yeah very special for everybody and it was a hilarious like oh my gosh they were cutting up it was it was yeah it it was was crazy you have to listen to the second episode it's just man but yeah it's a sad situation but at the same time it was very um, a celebration of everybody. Yeah, it was, I, I don't, there was sad moments, but oh, there was a yeah. lots of, um, and especially during our interviews, mm-hmm. you know, and it was okay. It was okay to, it was a place to where you, they felt safe to let that, you know, right. release and stuff. And, and everyone felt the same hurt and felt the same sadness. And, um, and there's but, comfort in that. You yeah. Know? And then, but then on the other hand, there was also laughter and mm-hmm. memories and right. and things that I didn't know mm-hmm. and stories I didn't know <laughs> and found out and thought was hilarious. Yes. Like something about mayo. I'm still trying to figure that I one out. I have no idea. There's <laughs> yeah, a story about his yeah. band and mayo. Fighting Some, over mayo, yeah. Something about that. We still didn't get a straight answer from that. I something about some. condiments, but... Anyways. <laughs> they got in fights over condiments, you know. Yeah. Boys will be boys. Yeah. But um, it was a good little adventure. And um, in this very, I'm going to say this, this, it was just very nice to be able to sit down with Chad at least once. The man who, you know, wrote the song that is our theme song. Right, yeah. For this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very nice to have finally sat down to do that with him. And, you know, I thank you for Absolutely. following and being a, such a big fan. Because, <laughs> like I said in my post, I don't think that ever would have happened mm-hmm. if it wasn't for you. Um, in most of these interviews, if it wasn't for you, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, it takes two. I just set things up and show up and talk. You, yeah. do, you do all the hard work. <laughs> Editing, recording. Yeah, but, set, but setting it up and getting it started, that's the most important part. If we don't have content, we don't got nothing. Well, <laughs> got us chatting with wine, and that's about it. That's okay. We're doing that now. It's good. Yeah, yeah the wine's kicking in. It feels pretty good. But, um, but yeah, so um, I guess uh, my last question, or just to talk about, it's like, um, and if you don't want to talk about that's fine, but um, just because I want everyone to know like how much this affected everybody because I mean a lot of people are like oh it's it's just Chad it's just another musician who had art mm-hmm. but he really meant a lot to a lot of people I know Absolutely. definitely for you it hurt the most and I remember when you sent me that text it just I, I think I was just in disbelief right yeah, like even and if he I didn't know what to say. Poor health, we didn't expect it, and we'd seen all the posts of him yeah. playing for hours at the farm, and I knew he played that show with Joe and Brian, and and Brian told me Chad played better than he'd seen in a long time. He was on fire, and uh, it, it's my personal belief that he pushed himself too hard, and he knew he was pushing himself too hard, and he knew he didn't feel good. Um, there was even a post uh, at the Salty Bronc uh, Friday night where someone had made fun of his shoes and he was like man I've been I played through all kinds of pain don't be making fun of my hey man shoes but (laughs) the thing was is that was Friday and he was playing through pain like he knew 
something was wrong and he kept going he played all day at the farm and then he played all night like one of his best shows like he gave it his all and so um it's my belief he pushed himself way too hard too fast and you know so i mean what can you do now hindsight but but he even if we knew he had a bad heart and we knew um his health was precarious it still was such a shock like it was expected but unexpected um She's feeling his pain. Yeah. Oh, your pain. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear my dog howling. When my dog is howling, she's she's pitching in that, yeah. that it's terrible. And I started getting texts, like, immediately, you know, after it all happened. And it was crazy how quickly it, it passed around. And, and people were calling, and I just didn't answer the phone because I was like, I just I don't want to talk right now. Like, I know yeah. why you're calling. And, um, yeah, I didn't. There's no way I could have called you. Fuck. My phone was just ringing, and I was just like, nope, not answering your phone right now. Sorry. Call again later, you know. There's no way. Like, I can't imagine. It was just a disbelief, you know, reaching out to different people in his family and, like, trying to figure out exactly what happened. Yeah. And I think, uh, and then I sent you a a voice message. I don't remember what I said. I just, just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Like, it, it was, um... I don't know it's still a shock it still is like I still think yeah. there's parts of me that are just not even fully like it's compartmentalized it's tucked away somewhere <laughs> like I mm-hmm. haven't fully realized the gravity of it yeah well I'm gonna wrap that up yeah like, like I we, like I said we've been co-hosts forever I we know. haven't interviewed each other <laughs> <laughs> don't interview me I have nothing to say but I guess I gotta get home and I know we gotta we gotta get these podcasts out. I know everyone's been hollering <laughs> yeah, at me about little, it. They're a little late. That's okay. Yes, thank you for being patient. It's just I want to. Well, I've I've also been super busy in my life, but that's no excuse. Um, but I, we live hours apart, and we are yeah. both very busy people. So, and I really want to make this something special, right. and I want to get your Do interview right. in. Yeah. Um, because you were, you know. a on the fan side of things, mm-hmm. not just a close friend, mm-hmm. but on the fan side of things, um, very close to Chad and his band. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to get that interview in. Well, thank you. I yes. appreciate it. Yes, of course. Okay, so um, we'll post part two. This went a little bit longer than I wanted, no, but that's okay. The wine <laughs> kicks in and we just keep on going. We may have three. <laughs> it's okay. Thanks for tuning in. Yes. <laughs> Look, it's starting to look that way. <laughs> Might have a prelude and then Tanya's and then the last call, right. collation um, interview. So stay tuned for that. Okay. Sign up for the Snapchat at, at your own risk because that's Facebook Nathan's more. personal Facebook. stuff. Right. <laughs> Shit could get weird. <laughs> <clears throat> Very nice. Well, thank you, fellas, for hey, sitting down with us. Yes, appreciate it. Taking the time. All right. Let's get a refill. Yeah. You better. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Thank <laughs> you.